Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. I um, I wanted to just talk to us a little bit about some things on my heart. I don't want us to um, take for granted the saturation of His presence and how how we can call on Him anytime. And he answers. Isn't that a beautiful thing? But part of the shift for me personally, I think last Wednesday, was that I just want to be ready when he calls. I really, I like the preparation process. You know, I used to, whenever I went to, work with when Pam and I, I don't go to Desiree much anymore, but I'm just a sideline player now. But I remember we would go to someone's house and I would just say, you know, you never know who you're talking to. You know, I have a favorite story of mine that there is a lady who um, lived on 150th. We passed by her house now. She doesn't live there anymore every time we come to church now. And so it's it's something that the Holy Spirit reminds me of all the time. But her and her husband ran a gambling ring in their home. And they were um, wanting to wallpaper something, I think, a bathroom. And so when we got there, you know, just like every time, they begin to tell us their story. Everybody has a story. And she had just been diagnosed with cancer when we got there. And so, you know, we did what what we do, Pam and I. We we made room to pray for her. She just hung out with us, you know, the whole time we were there and We um, moved on to the next job and moved to Colorado, actually. And 10 years later, when we came back from Colorado, we went to a different church, a pastor from here at a really big church on the south side called Crossroads Cathedral called us and asked us if we would come and start. I don't know if anybody knows who Terry McCallman is, but he had just started listening to Terry McCallman. It was his first experience with soaking back in the day. And he asked us to come and start a movement in his church, the Terry McCallman movement. He didn't know what else to call it. That's where I met Lenny. And we were in church one day, and that little lady came up to us. And she said, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm a gambler turned candlestick maker. <laughs> The Lord healed her of cancer and she started a candle making shop for Jesus in the place where they had gambling. It's one of my favorite stories. But I wouldn't have those stories and I have lots of them if I hadn't prepared my heart 
to be inconvenienced. You know, I think it grieves me when he lavishes us with his presence and we don't steward it well. It's hard to steward his presence, grant it. But it is part of the mandate on my life, on this house, that we don't sit in his presence and take it for granted. You know, if we were in the Acts 4 model, there'd be a whole lot of shaking going on. How far are we from that? And I think that when God said that on Wednesday night, that it's a shift. I mean, we're just fortunate to record it, to hear it again. There's so much goodness there, not just because I said it and prayed it, but because the Spirit of God was in the room and He was changing some things, He was shifting some things. And we should never be the same. Honestly. For His presence to come. Come on, let's be honest. For His presence to come in. I think that we have to become more aware that you know, let me read this scripture to you I was meditating on today. In Galatians 5, it says this, The Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. That's what happened last Wednesday night as you saw a taste of the Holy Spirit's intense cravings. Have you ever craved anything? You know, I figured out why I smelled fried chicken after talking to Pam, because Pam smelled cotton candy. And by nature, I'm what they call a sweet tooth, and Pam is salty island. We have completely opposite palates. It makes for an interesting dynamic to try to cook for eight people. We usually make three different spaghetti sauces because, you know, we don't all like the same thing. If I could just get them over there. No. <laughs> but we have this, these taste buds, and the Holy Spirit has taste buds. And he has, um, what I realized was that he was trying to acquaint us with something opposite from our natural He's trying to give us a, a visualization of his cravings. You know, we are in this fast and we can kind of get religious about it. You know, the religious spirit is dumb. <laughs> it's not a fruit bearer. But... In this scripture in Galatians, it's talking about this intensity of the cravings of the Holy Spirit. And if you go on down a little further, it talks about what his cravings are. It's his fruit. And think for a minute with me about if we craved to love like the Holy Spirit wants us to love. I love Cece so much. We... 
we had an intense struggle today because it's Wednesday. And, but I love how I can just see the activity of the Spirit through, I wish it happened for, different for her, honestly, but she's a conduit of, of his ache. And when we, when we're lackadaisical or religious with the Spirit, when we try to turn it into rules and regulations, we miss the connection and the protection. You know, after talking to her today, I realized, you know, the Holy Spirit is, He wants us all to feel this safety of His. Have you ever felt safe? Have you ever been scared really bad? See, uh, Shudi was telling me she went on a walk with Coco last night, and she said that she was standing there, and she just started worshiping in this posture. I think she said her one hand was up, and she looked over, and there was a skeleton holding a pumpkin in the same posture. <laughs> and her and the skeleton locked eyes. <laughs> There's just an intense craving of the Holy Spirit for us to be aware that there's a Holy Spirit. To be aware that He's He has impulses and cravings and desires. And as I lean into them, I don't even have to worry about all the stuff my soul craves. Don't you hate it when your soul gets in the way of a good encounter? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Our soul is so needy. We're not very resilient. And this, I just feel this is a, is a time. I, don't, I think I tell y'all enough that you're meant for this time on the earth. I don't know how you got here or why you came or what's keeping you coming but it's because God wants to train you to be a leader. He wants to train you to be beyond what you are right now because you're way too small. That's a given. Yeah. Isn't it a given? And so part of what he has to do is he has to, I mean, Cece was telling me that Nate Johnson sent out a word yesterday or today, and he talked about this. He said there's six prophetic processes taking place right now. One is, your foundations are being reset. Listen, what is the foundation? It's just like what Haley said. The foundation of her belief was her mom said, you've got to be married to be whole. And so she constructed a belief system in a fantasy world to pursue the thing that would make her whole. When the whole time it was false. How many of us have constructed our entire life? We, we have built a structure around something that somebody said, something that some person did, an experience that we had that has nothing to do with how the present one, presence wants to hover. See, it's not enough to just know that His presence is here, I've got to teach myself to yield. I wouldn't have talked to Kay in the bathroom who had cancer and meet her 10 years later if I hadn't yielded. To realize 
My trust on making money is completely in Him. I'm here on an assignment to minister to whoever I see, wherever I go, and He will take care of me financially. I mean, it's a simple, it's very elementary in Christianity. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God in all the things. What were the things? He was talking about birds and nests and stuff and food. All of it will be added to you if you, Matthew 6, 33, seek first. Not seek second or third. Don't make God be a salt. You're the salt. You know how you lose your saltiness? He's not first. What are you going to do with first love? Some of y'all haven't even had the experience of God as your first love. And some of us lost it along the way while we were working for God. Think about it. I've been hurt in church. What if I decided that the hurt was greater than getting together with the family of God? What if I decided that? Then, and then everything that God said would be in vain. Everything that happened in Acts 4 would be nothing. It wouldn't be a priority. And see, the abundance has to require shifts in my mindset. The abundance of grace means I'm fully accepted. The shift in my mind means I don't get to talk about myself as if I'm not valuable. I don't get to talk about myself as if I'm not making an impact. I don't get to talk about myself like I'm not the beloved. I don't get to talk about myself like it's something else he needs to do for me because I've shifted. That's an old foundation. It's an old wineskin. It's the world or religion or whatever spirit you want to talk about. It's just not the spirit of God. Because the spirit of God calls your heart to say, Abba. Abba. Your spirit, man, is trying to shift your heart to change and maneuver your mind into a fullness. For it has to happen in our minds first. Otherwise, we couldn't see it. Just like I said a couple weeks ago, we would walk past all the abundance to get to the place of the one thing I don't have. And so, what is the foundation of this movement? not the one life movement of the Holy Spirit's movement at as a leader of an entity, more than one entity, I'm shifting constantly, shifting, constantly, shifting constantly. Cause why? When the spirit of the Lord is released, there's freedom. When freedom is found out by people, they change. When they change, the Holy Spirit changes what he gets to do. He can do something with free people he can't do with bound people. And so it should be a shift. And those lights are completely weird tonight. Can I just put this on my head? (laughs) I need a ball cap. That's what I need. And so the, the foundation has to be that the... Holy Spirit 
will come and shift my mind in places that are against my nature. Because, see, the nature of the Holy Spirit is not human. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit. The Spirit of God comes in and He shifts things that are out of alignment. And so, think about it. You know, I always use cars as an analogy, but houses are good too. When the foundation of the house has begun to shift, because why? Because the builder built it without a steady foundation, built it on sinking sand. Happened in Edmond a lot because it was cheesy builders. And so what happens when the foundation of a house is out of, begins to, to shift with the foundation it was built on? You understand that the cement foundation, if it will, or they live in a house that is a sub-foundation, it's, it's bedrock is what's underneath it. That two-inch or six-inch piece of cement shifts with the ground but where is it seen? It's seen on how the door closes. Have you ever had a door that closes in the winter, doesn't close in the summer? Anybody ever had that? What's happened? The part underneath the part you see shifted. So when I don't have peace or I don't have abundance financially, or I don't have abundance in my relationships, it's because something underneath the part I can see has shifted. And can I assure you, it was bad all along. You know, the greatest gift Pam ever experienced in her life was when she raked everything she knew about God off the table. Because she was trying to make God come in and make this look pretty, make this look pretty, make this adjust, make this adjust, and the foundation was bad. Listen, anybody that's moved into their destiny that didn't start out knowing their destiny will have to do that process because you've established all kinds of stuff. Listen, I'm talking to somebody in here whether you want to receive it or not. All kinds of stuff has been erected on top of foundation and it will falter. It will begin to be seen in financial struggles, relationship struggles, anything out of unity. But it was always there. That's what Sidwell was trying to describe. Didn't she do good? She's describing that even, she said to me, even the gift of the promised boy, it's not enough if I lost sight of the gift giver. You know, Bill says it like this. One person can have 10 TVs and another person can have none because it matters what you can steward with your heart. Whatever is too much will turn your affections away from him. The reason we're having a fast is so you can turn your affections back on to your first love. 
I don't know if it's a TV program, if it's something you're eating, someplace you're going, or something you're doing with your time. But he's trying to shift our affections. Just think, I know it won't happen. I have a dream, though, that the entire room would shift their affections. I know it's not going to happen because I know there's people in here who's not going to do it. But we shouldn't worry about them. You shift. If I'm talking to you right now, you shift. You shift because think of what God could do with a bunch of people who knew him as his first love. Just like what happened with Sidwell. Clarity comes in every area. You know all those things you're struggling with to get your kids to act right or what you want to do at work or what you want your husband to do or wife to do and all that frustration that shifts when he becomes the first love. If everybody, especially husbands and wives, made God their first love, your your marriage would change overnight. But we're we're the first love. Me. I'm the first love. Me. What I want, what I think, how I think it should roll out, I'm the first love. Am I inconvenienced? Am I tired? I don't believe, I don't know if you understand this, but the presence of God is actually energy to my body. When Jesus said, I have bread they don't know of, what what did bread do? What was the analogy? Tracy loves bread. What's the analogy? There ain't, a, there ain't a piece of bread I throw down the table. She ain't like, <laughs> she kind of starts to shake a little bit when bread's being mentioned. Butter? Man, I make some of that special butter. <laughs> it's substance. We started hating on bread back in gluten-free day before that. We like bread. We like food. Did y'all look at that scripture I told you to about food? Nobody did. Okay, well, you get another chance to. Listen, we have got to realize that if something's not working, please just hear my heart tonight. If And it's obvious. You know whether it's working or not. You know whether you're hurt. You know whether you're offended. You know whether you're rejecting God. You know whether, you know. You don't need me to tell you. But when God gives us an invitation, hey, come and let me pour out my abundance, give you an encounter to invite you into a lifestyle. Then he's inviting us into something we weren't experiencing before. Listen, we have to be careful. I just, I've been doing this a long time. We have to be careful that we're like, whoo. 10-4, whoo, good buddy. That was whoo. And then we don't steward it. We don't put any, we don't make any changes. We just hope we are here the next Wednesday night that he comes along and does that whoo, so we can get a 11-4, good buddy, whoo. We do. Come on, let's smile a little bit. We do. And that's what he wants. He didn't do it for that reason. He did it because he loves being with us. He did it because he had to come inhabit some people who were crazy worshiping him, who acknowledged him. That's why he did it. And see, in that process of shifting our mind, of realizing, you know, that same scripture, you know, just right before that in Galatians 5, it says, 
as you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit? How do you yield? Do we know how to yield? Haley demonstrated it really good. I'm glad that she had a little tension to know whether or not. I wish some some other people had more tension because what is the corporate gathering? It's like no other. The enemy loves to get us offended and lose our tribe. That's his favorite thing because he can pick you off. He can pick you off with sickness, with worry, with fretting, because why? You have no one to share the load. Three-stranded cord, one falls down, bam, what happens? Somebody else is there. He loves to get you on independent islands. His favorite thing. And man, when you're on independent island, some of y'all are, it's so hard to get off of it because you, you know, you become accustomed. We are all susceptible to that. Fear's always got us, two trees. Fear's always got a suggestion. Did God really say? Did he mean it? Are you sure he meant that? Did he really say you have to worship? Do you have to do any of that? Did he really say that? He's always suggesting something. Do you really have to be inconvenienced? Can you just do it when you feel like it? That That's a foundational issue. Because to yield means my first and foremost thing is that he's Lord. He gets to say whatever. Because I put him there. He won't put himself there in your life. And when he's not there, it'll show up. You don't hunger for God. You hunger to get out of here. Golly, it's already 840. Let's get out of here. You don't hunger for righteousness. You don't hunger to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Wow, God, wow. Wow. My foundation's broken. So then everything else around me starts falling down. My relationships start looking weird. Because why? Birds of a feather flock together. And see, when he comes in and he shifts that, he's saying, yield to me. Yield to me. This is what he said. He said, I'll give you joy that overflows. Do you need that? Yes. Anybody like joy? Yeah. Shockingly, some people in this room didn't even raise their hand because they don't want joy. Peace that subdues. Does anybody like peace? Patience. Oh. How many like patience? I like to know I'm in a patience moment. I do good then. When I don't know, when I'm unaware... But since it's the Holy Spirit, I'm pretty sure if I ask Him. We were doing a little thing, me and Tess, on Saturday. And we had Patrice, is what I call patience. She walked in the door all of a sudden. And a purchase we made was pre-broken. And so, you know what, here's the, here's the two trees. Forget it. They didn't even know we bought it. Go get another one. Do you see that's that's how it happens all the time, over and over. That's how it happens in my life. Are y'all having a different experience? Okay. And so 
then we got the new thing. And out of Tessa's mouth came this. Wow, this one is severely more complex to put together. <laughs> we already had A came pre-broken. And it was one of those things that had like 47,000 steps. And lots of tape. You know how they love tape. Do you see how that's the Holy Spirit? And so I just begin to say, we are in a growth moment, Tess. Right now, right here. Can you feel it? Can you feel on the inside of your body that we are in a growth mode? Can you feel on the inside of you that you just want to throw this thing up against the wall? Can you feel the growth moment? I was just playing Captain Obvious. But what happened? It shifted the room to be aware that we actually made a choice. We could have said, forget it. Or we could have said, Lynn, run on up to the store, babe, and get us another one. Go to a different store because we're hating on that store now because they gave us a broken one. <laughs> and so what did we do? We upgraded. When that one's broken, we upgraded. Because that's the indicator that the Holy Spirit has an impulse. See, the Holy Spirit wants to invade your life like that in every way. From the tiniest of tiny decisions. Like tonight, we wanted to make that special BJ's tortilla soup. So we go get all the ingredients, and we got to make some of that cornbread that Lynn makes. And I wanted a piece about that big. <laughs> and in my heart, I had been fasting lunch, and I was like, I want a big piece of cornbread. So what happened? She accidentally put too much milk in the two-package cornbread, so... TT, we got to have you go up to the store and get us four packages of cornbread. Instead of throwing the cornbread away, we made a double batch of cornbread because what are we going to have tomorrow? Cornbread. Two trees. It's everywhere. Two trees. Now, see, when you yield, that's what it, the, the list of fruit continues. To multiply. So I'm just saying tonight. This is a yielding moment. I don't know if you've had a crappy day. But you can shift right now. And you can say, whatever my foundation is, if it's not of you, please reveal it to me. Please, Holy Spirit, come and remake what I've built this life on, because it's just sinking sand anyway. It's going to crumble, and I will yield, and I will trust that whatever you remove, you're actually replacing it with something amazing. Yes. Do you receive it tonight? Yes. Come on, let's stand. Let's lift our hands and tell Him. Now, we receive your word tonight, and I adjust my thinking to yield to you 
because I want your fruit to be evident in my life. I don't want to live small. I don't want to live where I'm not making an impact. I want to move with the impulse of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.